0: Hey family, thank you for following and trusting the path that led you here. This is Flowspace Conscious Conversations with j and I'm Jerica,
1: And I'm Deandra. Our discussions will be led by intuition and spirit as we continue to evolve and learn about what it means to live an earthly human experience.
0: Welcome to episode 96, Rest, How Can You Accomplish More by Doing Less.
1: Another episode of Conscious Conversations with Jay and D. am your girl, D. This is my sis, Jay, on the scene. And here we've gathered again to invite the flow into our stream to allow the message to be shared in the ways that it wishes to. As you know, or may not know, we simply just show up and allow that intention to flow through us as we continue to pursue mastering the arts of being.
0: Yes, thank you sis for that introduction, beautifully said. And what came to mind immediately when you said welcoming in the flow, I took a really deep breath. And I feel I would love to chat about the importance of the breath, especially because of how much I've been utilizing my breath to regulate my or re-regulate my nervous system and really slow down as I'm inviting more rest into my life.
1: Okay, that's interesting. As you were speaking, it reminded me of the mediumship course we did some time ago and how the inhale breath is what connects us to the spirit world or a way to uh, connect us to that higher space that Mm -hmm. we all have access to. So it feels connected to what you're sharing because of the power that it holds. Like it's very multifaceted and I feel it all ends and begins with the breath.
0: Literally. Literally it ends when you stop breathing.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it
0: be- it begins when you're birth and you take that breath. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um yeah, definitely the breath provides so much for us as you mentioned connecting us to the spirit world. I do remember from the mediumship course I was taught that it's through an inhale that you set the intention and open up that phone line, you can say, to reach the other side. And also, I believe, I remember from the course, when you die, you take your last breath on an inhale. Um, So that's really fascinating. It's not on an exhale. It's when you're breathing in that you stop breathing.
1: That's fascinating because it feels connected to what you're saying about integrating the breath, the conscious breath in navigating, bringing in more rest.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's so beautifully connected and tied with the vagus nerve, which is something that I've been researching and reading about. It came into my awareness some time ago. And I feel that if I would have paid attention back then, I would have drastically been able to heal my body in a way where I would have skipped over some unnecessary experiences. But reading it now, I know everything happens for a reason. And I'm really appreciating how much the breath can soothe us and do everything we need. There's other techniques as well, but number one technique for activating and stimulating your vagus nerve is gonna be the breath. And the breath technique, because there's so many different um, breath works and breathing techniques you can do. This one is something that I have been practicing all of my life without having the awareness of what it was. When I was in maybe kindergarten, I remember being in school and we had this, um, I don't know, like a performance in the auditorium where there were these guest people that came. And I remember they were African and they had drums and they were teaching all of us how to properly breathe. And that was at such a young age. It was kindergarten. And I remember the woman, she would tell us, put our hands on our belly. And when you breathe in, you want to feel your belly push outwards. And then when you're breathing out, you want to feel the belly go inwards and use the hands as a technique to make sure you're doing it properly. Because a lot of people breathe in reverse. So a lot of people will inhale and their bellies will go inwards. And when they exhale, their bellies go out. So from kindergarten, I believe I was five, I always had that in mind, and I would always focus on my breathing in that way to make sure I'm checking in that I'm breathing properly. And then something else I would do is, and I noticed this within myself in comparison to other people, I would see that I'm breathing in for a much longer amount of time than those around me. Because I'm a weirdo, I watch people breathe, I guess. (laughs) And I can see that my breath, I'll take one breath while somebody has already taken three breaths. And it's through that longer exhalation and inhalation, deeper inhalation and longer exhalation that you activate the vagus nerve. So I think that correlation is really cool because it's something that, and I can't sit here and say, oh, I breathe like this all the time because there's times when my breath is shallow and I'm not breathing properly. But if that awareness was there to be focused on, You know, my vagus nerve would have been activated this whole time. So in short, to activate your vagus nerve and stimulate it through breathing, you want to take deep inhalations and then slow, long exhalations. So you may breathe in for four and then breathe out for eight, and you gradually increase that number.
1: That's so cool because of how early on this awareness came into your being. Mm -hmm. First, with the breath at five years old. And the vagus nerve was something that you were introduced to years ago and didn't really dive deeper into until now.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it brings forward the message that what's seeking us is seeking. What we're seeking is seeking us, and yeah. to trust that things will always come back around if needed hmm and just to dive a little deeper into now you exploring the vagus nerve can you explain a little bit about what that even is just for like people who don't know what that is
0: yes so the vagus nerve is your is the longest nerve in our body it runs it starts at the I forgot the term of it, but basically your brainstem, that's the term. It starts at the base of your brainstem, and it connects to four different parts of the brain. Again, these terminologies, it's like the nuclei, nuclei I believe that it connects to, and it's four circles that it's connecting to, and it branches off and becomes two lines running down your, your spine. It passes through where your jugular and your carotid arteries are. And this is a very sensitive area because if your jugular, your carotid get damaged, you know, like that's very dangerous. So Mm -hmm. I find it so special that it's also near physically near these two major arteries and veins so that it's so protected because of the amount of power it holds. And your vagus nerve goes and touches every uh, major organ So there's branches of it in your heart, in your lungs, in your spleen, um, your pancreas, your kidneys, your liver, uh, every major organ. And what it does is the vagus nerve, the way I visualize it in my mind, it's like this little walkie-talkie, and it's receiving stimulation and receiving signals, and then it activates and sends messages back and forth from the brain to the organs to regulate our systems. Specifically, it's for the nervous system. And it's what can activate the fight or flight response with your sympathetic nervous system. And then it also can activate your rest and digest through your parasympathetic nervous system. So it's really essential in keeping us safe and healthy. And the importance of it is that you heal your physical body, your emotional, your spiritual, your energetic body through your nervous system. and inflammation. There's just so many different diseases that can arise that can be healed or at least provided relief through your vagus nerve activation.
1: Yeah, it's incredibly powerful. As you were speaking, it just makes me so happy that we are living in such a highly intellectual vessel, this body that's doing all of this like it brings me so much warmth to my heart to know that this is all happening for us without us even like doing anything consciously and then to know that we can do conscious things to help support it is so amazing so to speak
0: on that that's your vagus nerve all of these uh autonomic or unconscious things that our body does, that's done by the vagus nerve. So our breathing, our swallowing, our speaking, the vagus nerve actually activates something in your vocal cords, allowing you to speak. Um, the vagus nerve allows you to blink. The vagus nerve does all of these little things that we can easily overlook and just do. It's stimulated by your vagus nerves.
1: Yeah. So that's this is a really, really cool.
0: important nerve,
1: you know? Yeah. The most important. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's controlling you know? all of our functions that we can do so effortlessly.
1: Yeah. And it's so cool to learn about that because I feel it connects us deeper to ourselves and increases our gratitude for this existence, especially someone who can be feeling like despair or just adverse feelings, you know, low feelings to know that so much like has our back just within our being. And we have so many tools available to us. Like you shared such a simple tool that can help activate the vagus nerve that supports us in such a major way is really empowering. And it's even more empowering because of how many diseases are stemmed from stress and this and this vagus nerve activation can reverse, if not all, most dis-ease.
0: Exactly. And it's amazing because the stress. So what I've been learning through this research is, and I find really interesting, is how the stress causes our bodies to become inflamed in order to prevent bacteria from infiltrating our organs and our cells. So If you live in a constant state of stress, your body gets confused. And that's how autoimmune diseases begin to form, because your body is very confused and now thinks it's under attack and it begins attacking your healthy cells, even though there is no actual bacteria infiltrating. It's all this energetic, unseen energy that is stress.
1: That's really cool, too, because it reminds me... Of the blog post that you just did. So, if anyone's interested in learning more about the energetics behind the root of all the manifestations that happen in the physical body, definitely check out that blog post. What was the name of it?
0: It is called The Energetic Cause of Your Physical Symptoms.
1: It's so good because you really go into detail about how it relates in your personal life. So, it really gives a tangible example as to this concept of energetic imbalances and ailments manifesting into the physical. And that's so important to share about and highlight so that we can continue taking back our power. And I feel like I keep saying that, but it's really important and available to us with this information. And if we take the time to self-reflect with how these things relate to us in our personal lives, we can begin taking the steps that are very accessible, like the breath, to help further that self-awareness and begin being able to connect deeper with our intuition to hear, feel, sense what the necessary um, nudges and steps are to help bring further harmony and well-being to us.
0: Yeah. And to go a little bit deeper, there's a couple of things I want to touch on. Um, the first one, I want to shout out the book that I'm reading. It's called Activate Your Vagus Nerve, Unleash Your Body's Natural Ability to Heal. And on the cover, it I'll get the author and I'll link the author in the show notes because um, I don't know it right now. But on the cover, it says gut sensitivities, inflammation, brain fog, autoimmunity, anxiety, and depression. So these are just some of the areas that activating your vagus nerve can bring healing to. And it's really important, like you said, that we can identify through that blog post that I published. It was the idea sparked from a conversation with you. I had made the first blog post last week.
1: um, On A8.
0: Yeah. And that was called A Tale of Faith, which I actually had written a couple of years ago. And That is detailing my health scare that I experienced, or my health journey, whatever you want to call it. Um, And this is so deeply connected to it, because after speaking to you about that blog post, I realized, I made a correlation that during that time period of my life, there was so much that I was not tending to energetically, spiritually, emotionally, that it ended up manifesting in the way that it affected my heart. And I think so many people can relate to this, but maybe have not made the correlation yet as to how energetic experiences that we've carried for us, either throughout this lifetime or past lifetimes, are manifesting in our physical body. And our actions and our thoughts on the day-to-day basis are still contributing to allowing these energetic manifestations to then affect us physically and affect our vessels So it can sound really woo-woo, you know, to somebody who may not be open to the idea or the concept, but just in the way that nature works and the way that things are, this is backed by science. You know, there's so much information out there if you do your due diligence and research that you can see this isn't woo-woo, it's not crazy, it's not, yes, it's metaphysical, But it's just as real as the science that is being produced is. Yeah. So that's truly my deepest prayer at the moment is really inviting everybody who's experiencing something to be open and willing enough to try to heal themselves because we are able to not putting our life and our health in the hands of somebody else but really taking that power and doing the things necessary for ourselves. Because as you said, our intuition will speak. If you're super busy, and it's leading to fatigue, chronic fatigue, and then the chronic fatigue leads to gut sensitivities, and then you develop an autoimmune disease and depression, anxiety, all the things that come along with it, Just take a look. Why were you so tired? How hard were you working or extending yourself and not loving yourself? Your body was literally crying out for help, like, please rest. I need a rest. Brain fog, literally shutting down the thinking mind for you because it needs a break. But we're in a culture where we continue pushing through and we don't see rest as a necessity, we see it as a weakness. And if we reverse that mind frame, we will take back our power and be able to be the beings that we are here to be.
1: So. Yes. Preach the worst. Sis. Take us, take us to the truth. Amen. Yes, absolutely. Because the physical manifestations, that's the very last resort of the body and yes. of the higher guidance. It's like, okay, we have to take this step because all the other steps weren't being addressed. And what a gift that is when we're able to make that connection. Because it's all uh, opportunity, you know, no matter where we fall along the journey of it's from an energetic to an emotional to a physical. It's all an opportunity and it's all to express gratitude for not to feel like, why did I wait this long or any other stories that can come up that don't support healing and moving in the direction that we want to be going.
0: Yes. And. To touch on that a little bit more in the blog post for those interested, please feel free to go read it. But I would like to share the analogy that I used in the blog in relation to the white t-shirt and how energy works. So I'm actually just going to read a, what would you call it? An excerpt from the blog? Yeah.
1: The blog can be found on our website, flowspacewellness.com, by the way.
0: Yes, thank you for that so it says whenever i describe energy to people who are interested in my energetic work i like to use an analogy of a white t-shirt imagine your body being the white t-shirt you wear the white t-shirt to go to lunch and you might get some food on it that leaves a mark or maybe you eat super neatly and you don't spill anything on it but you uh, sweat and you leave a scent on the shirt then you go to a dance party and someone at the party spills red wine on your t-shirt You then go visit your baby cousin who you bottle feed and burp and the baby throws up on your shoulder. Then you go to lay in the grass and look at the stars and you get a little green mark on your shirt from the grass. If you continue to wear this white t-shirt in your everyday life activities and encounters without ever taking the shirt off or washing it, the shirt is going to be very visibly dirty until you clean it. And energy works the same exact way except you can't see the dirt or the marks that the energy leaves in your energetic body. So how often do you clean your energetic body in the way you clean your physical body or your clothing? And I really love this analogy. I used to use it when um, introducing Reiki to people for the first time who weren't necessarily open to it or even could grasp how it works and why it's essential. And that is our energetic body, the white T-shirt, So just as important as our physical hygiene is, our energetic hygiene is so important and essential to our well-being.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to just give like a very tangible example of the importance of this. Mm -hmm. It's when you come across someone and they're in such a bad mood that they impact your mood and then you leave that encounter feeling lingering feelings that they were um, displaying and now you're carrying them. That's and the we- red wine.
0: So yeah. that's exactly the red wine because you're in your own vibe. Somebody spills something on you. You didn't cause that. That's somebody else's energy. And yeah. now you know you get bothered when you get a stain on your brand new white t-shirt that somebody else caused you.
1: That's so good. I I, I love that because it's literally the concept of spilling over energy into another and it goes into that energetic hygiene because then that can manifest and plant a seed and you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and that leads to okay now I'm agitated with my partner with my boss with my coworkers with random people I come across and then mm-hmm. it just continues it's a snowball effect
0: yes so and the baby <laughs> throwing up just to explain those examples on a deeper level, the baby throwing up, you're doing something out of care and compassion and love. And you're there like burping the baby, feeding the baby, doing something to help the baby and the baby throws up. Obviously, the baby didn't mean to, but now you have this vomit. And if you don't clean that, that's smelly. And that's what you're referencing in terms of that bad mood or being snappy or aggro with those around you. Because you're containing on you this smelly sticky energy that isn't yours and that you didn't even call forward, but you did it from a kindness.
1: Yeah. So what are some energetic hygiene tips that we can share to help someone who wants to get the ball rolling on this?
0: Great question. And I feel that the answer isn't as simple, but we could make it a little bit simple, like quick little things. Um, I definitely, though, want to emphasize the importance of doing your own research with yourself, because what works for me and what works for you may be very different for somebody else. I also want to highlight the importance of discernment. Again, trust your intuition. Yes, we may be able to share some useful tools, but just use your own intuition. What do you need for your energetic hygiene? I can share some of my own practices, um, which has definitely shifted depending on the stage I am or what my life is looking like. But when I first got involved with energy work, it looked a lot different than it looks now. Back then I was very cautious and I would invite lots of protection into my energy field. So that would look like imagining or visualizing an energy bubble that I would step into before leaving my house so that my energy is contained and protected. If I felt that anything penetrated this energy bubble I put myself into, I would give myself an energetic wash. Um, Then after the daily visualizations, it transitioned into something that I call the aura fluff, where I start from my feet and I fluff my aura up, just basically moving my hands in an upward motion and really energizing myself. And then when I finish, I would zip myself in my auric field. Um, Aura Boost, our Aura Boost product that we craft, I feel I use that every day. That is something that if I need a little boost of energy, I spray our Aura Boost and I feel an immediate relief. Um, I use it to break up energy too. If I feel tension or if I feel something, it's like an all-in-one cleanser booster. It does what we need in the moment. And I would say my crystals; those are other ways that I maintain energetic hygiene. Depending on the environment I'm going to, I'll select a specific crystal with the intention that it does what the properties of that crystal are known to do. Prayer, recalling my power back before going to bed, gratitude, awareness—you know, there's so many different uh, things that are integrated in my way of being that allow me to maintain my energetic hygiene.
1: Connecting yeah, that's with nature.
0: Beautiful. Yes. yes,
1: that was the one that came up for me is that is just like giving it all to nature. It's just so bountiful. I really like what you highlighted before giving all of those examples, because I feel like that is the greatest tip. That is what can really get someone the ball rolling in a yes. way that's aligned for them. Exactly. And it returns the power back to the individual, which is what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. Um First and foremost, but it is nice, you know, like if you're like feel so like I have no idea, then, you know, you start somewhere and then you allow it to go where it wants to go. Uh, but yeah, I love it. The returning to nature is so great. The breath, meditation, taking a step back from the situation, discernment It's just, yeah, because that's the discernment is what came to mind in terms of like the example with the wine spilling um with the example that i gave but i don't remember what it was but the one that related to that because it can also highlight the importance of um, energetic boundaries um but that's like a whole other tangent that we don't have to go into but this is like great to begin because It really sets the foundation for that inner connection to be amplified, which then takes its own life and continues to guide us in the ways that we can't even imagine if we continue to allow it to guide us.
0: Yeah, and I want to kind of circle it back to what I felt called to speak about in this episode, which was the rest and the importance of rest with all of this. Because as you are setting these energetic boundaries, which are very helpful and useful, they're just as important as you setting physical boundaries for yourself. And then you have these different practices to maintain your energetic hygiene so that you're cleansing and cleaning your energy. Um, You need to be able to enter into a state of rest and know it's okay to rest, you know, really... I'm not saying go from one extreme to the the other where you're busy, 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 and then you just stop everything and and all you do is rest 24-7. Find the healthy medium, allow the pendulum to swing until you find the balance, Um, but know that rest is so essential for you to move forward in a healed way, in a centered way, in a whole way. Because if we are doing all these things, but lacking rest, how much are you actually allowing your body to renew and rege- regenerate, rejuvenate itself in order to accomplish whatever your goal is in doing all of these different practices?
1: Yeah, I feel that sometimes rest is the ultimate integration because mm-hmm. it's a state of where we can allow all of these new teachings or awarenesses to really settle in and serve us when we're in the doing stage that doesn't leave more it doesn't leave room for that um yeah. and it's just like cooking you know when you want something to really marry together like making a really good red sauce or chicken or I don't know you know the concept of really letting something cook to really create a new rich flavor
0: yeah the marination process yeah And I think it's really important because a lot of the times we think that we're going to accomplish these goals in the doing stage as opposed to the being and resting and receiving stage. Yeah. (laughs) Why are you
1: laughing? Because it's just so true. And we witness this time and time again in our personal lives, like Mm -hmm. in pursuing flow space um, and it's just like this deprogramming that has existed from before embarking on this endeavor, um, just in the society that we live in, in the work culture that exists here in America, at least. And it's just funny to speak on it now because of the level of awareness that we have on it at this point in our lives, we're able to easy, more easily recognize Um, when the false illusion of productivity stems forward, when truly being is the most productive thing that we can do.
0: Yeah. And to add on to what you're saying, it's that, yeah, we have this awareness of it and we're able to speak on it, but that doesn't negate the fact that we constantly find ourselves revisiting the importance of rest. And this is something that it takes so long to really reprogram our minds to welcome and rest when we have been exposed to the complete opposite. And I really want to highlight and emphasize for myself and for anybody listening, how even if you find yourself slipping back into the doing, 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 you always have a new opportunity with every breath that you take to reset yourself. And Just make that conscious choice, okay, I slipped, but I'm going to reset myself, I'm going to take a breath in, a long breath out, I'm going to center myself, and now I'm going to slow down my pace moving forward. And continue doing that as many times as it takes until you fully have integrated this concept and this lifestyle of moving slow and resting and tending to the self before you tend to others or to-do list or whatever else external.
1: Yeah, it highlights resilience, just as nature is, as we are nature, we have the ability to be as resilient. And that looks like getting up every time that we may slip when learning something new and integrating it into our way of being, especially something that has been a part of us for so long, and we're looking to eradicate and transmute it, mm-hmm. that is going to take some time. And sometimes taking three steps back and then two steps forward, um, Sorry, taking three steps forward and two steps back, it's still a step forward and it's not to negate any progress that we do make in pursuit of becoming.
0: Yeah, and just even with that analogy of the three steps forward and two steps back. What I visually see is no matter what, the next step is going to be forward eventually. So even if you're going backwards for a little bit, that's okay because you have to move forward because that's the way if you want to talk about science and the universe, that is the only way we're constantly expanding. (laughs) We're not (laughs) contracting. This universe currently, go on the NASA website and you can see we're in a constant state of expansion. So you are going to move forward no matter what.
1: That's it, because through all contraction, it's only leading to the expansion, just like in birth, just like as a supernova, just as natural disasters, just everything, you know, it births the new, it's the forward, it's like water, water will always continue to flow no matter the obstacles in its way. And
0: about the contraction, using a mother as an example, right after she gives birth, she needs to rest. She can't just jump up and start cleaning her house and doing this and that. No, she has to replenish herself. She has to tend to the self. In the case of a, nas- a natural disaster, you see the storm hit and it's chaotic, but then there's a quiet after the storm. There's a stillness that's felt after the storm. So if we really believe that we are nature and nature is a reflection of us, we must replicate nature. And we must incorporate that stillness and that rest as nature does.
1: I love that you keep bringing it back to the rest. It's so good. It's
0: important. It's really, really important because nothing can be done unless you're rested. And I feel for myself, it's something that I've worked through for so long because of the concept of being fulfilled and doing and doing and doing, doing until I'm depleted. And that's so unhealthy. And it's so opposite of my core beliefs. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate that you keep bringing it back to rest because of how much the conversation goes elsewhere. It just highlights how the value and the importance of rest is something that's still being integrated and deeply learned, at least for my part, um, because I can't elaborate it beyond what I have already because it's such a new concept. So what it looks like, and what it feels like, and all of the things that come with experiencing it is new in the ways that we're discussing it now.
0: Yeah, and I can definitely see that because I feel like as we speak, and then questions come up, like, okay, how do you do this? It's like, yeah, you can do these things. But the most important thing here is rest. (laughs) Like, don't worry about those other things right now. Focus on resting.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's cool because we are on pursuit of mastering the art of being. And so much of being is being in a state of rest, which is being in the parasympathetic um, nervous system mode. So it's so all, it's all, like it's all, all integrated. Um, like interconnected
0: and intertwined. Interconnected.
1: There we mm-hmm. go. Yes, that's it. So it's cool to see how all of these things circle back with one another. And it feels like just different ways of explaining the same thing. But it's in through doing that, we gain a new level of understanding of what it is that we're ultimately trying to accomplish.
0: Yeah. And it's like you're saying, it's in different ways. You're saying the same thing in different ways, but then you can also highlight and see where there is more of an invitation to welcome in the rest in those concepts that come up.
1: Yes. Do you have your uh, deck of cards of the rest?
0: No, they're actually upstairs. <laughs> uh, <'cause I>
1: feel <laughs> but like that if I can do
0: a quick pause, and I'm going to get them. Okay. BRD. Okay. Okay,
1: I'm back. Hey. Oh, that was in the jiffy. So
0: it's the rest deck.
1: That By the have... map ministry. Cool.
0: Yeah, it's Trisha Hersey. And I believe we've mentioned the deck in a previous episode or a previous post on our Instagram, at Low Space, the podcast. And it's great because
1: (laughs) The, the card went flying.
0: I will do less. Watch me thrive. And on the back of the card, it says, how can you access pleasure, joy, and liberation if you are too tired to experience them? Where can you create more space in your life? What can you say no to? Consider what rest has to offer you. It's time to slow down. It's time to thrive.
1: What a more, it couldn't be more perfect.
0: Right? Like how much better does it get? Keep showing me.
1: Yeah, truly.
0: And this actually triggers a thought I had when you were speaking about energetic boundaries And the importance it is to say no to things you feel obligated to do, even though you know you would much rather spend your time with the self or resting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It speaks on so much. It's really a revolution. It's what the NAP ministry speaks about, the creator of this book. That's what I was going to say.
0: That's really from... Their Instagram, what I've gathered is rest as resistance. You know, we have to reprogram society and bring in more rest. And the way we do that is by showing up for ourselves. And the more people that do it, the more it's going to be accepted and recognized. And that's going to be the new way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really amazing work. I'm so grateful that someone's out there doing that because it is such a needed message in this day and age of burnout and autoimmune diseases and all these ailments that we encounter with other people. Like it's so common to come across Mm -hmm. or know someone close to us who's experiencing some sort of imbalance that's rooted from just lifestyle.
0: And while experiencing these things, I can think of so many people that I know that are either undergoing some sort of medical issue or mental health issue, and they're still forced to continue going to work or continue to show up in their life at full capacity, even though they don't have the capacity, just because that's what's considered the thing to do. And if you don't go to work, you might lose your job and then you lose your livelihood. So there's so many ways that we really have to bring focus to this. I think of a, a mother who just gave birth. I think by the New York state law, she has six weeks to be at home with the baby. Are you kidding me? This woman just had a baby growing in her for nine months and you want her to return to work after six weeks? You're crazy. You know, Literally. Like, you talk about. I'm crazy. No, you're crazy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And then so much is normalized in terms of like, oh, I have this condition. I have high blood pressure, high cholesterol. I suffer from anxiety, depression, all these things that are very common to hear um, people experience. And at no point um, is it widely questioned is it the society or is it the person, you know, like, is it the culture that we're living in or is it really this person who's broken in in this kind of way that we just accept and it's just like, okay, yeah, that's just, that's their, their deck of cards that they were given for this life. Yeah. And to speak
0: a little bit on that, it's not even that they're broken. It's that society is broken. And as a exactly. result, these people are experiencing these Health-related issues or mental health concerns. It's 11:11 on the clock um, because of all of the things that society causes us to feel pressure and to feel confined and isn't supportive in the ways that nature supports us. You know, yeah. everybody is so different, and there's not a one-size-fits-all or there's not a one way of life that fits all and in the one way of life I'm referencing that routine and the grind culture so really highlighting again the importance of breaking away from that it doesn't mean go quit your job tomorrow and go from one extreme to the other as I previously stated but it means finding where you can welcome in more truth for yourself and more truth for others and create this new society that we will all thrive in
1: thank you for listening Continue flowing in your own space by simply being.
0: If this resonated with you and you feel cold, please be sure to follow us, like, and share. Until next time, wherever you go,
1: give yourself space, space to flow. family. <laughs> <out>, <laughs> <laughs>
0: If you enjoyed our episode, please tune in for our reflection.
1: That was really crazy. Like that ended on such a mic drop because it's so powerful how it was ended. And just the whole message I feel that was shared on this episode that I can really sit in meditation continuously receiving it because it's hitting parts of me that have been so deeply connected to the grind culture that I'm not even fully aware of. Like, I'm not even fully aware of what's happening on a cellular level, you know, because it feels like it feels like what happens in a sound healing session or in a Reiki, you know, where these things that haven't been addressed or shed a light on are being witnessed and brought to the surface to then eradicate, transmute, and transcend and birth new cells that are in alignment with the harmony that we want in the world.
0: Yes, and that's a beautiful thing. And I feel like you referencing you could sit in meditation is really in the stillness or the state of rest to fully integrate. Because once you have an awareness, how can you integrate that awareness or that teaching or that knowledge, whatever you want to classify it as, how can you deeply integrate it and reprogram yourself, as you mentioned, down to the cellular level, if you're entering back into that state of doing instead of being? You're going to think you hold on to that lesson, into that new wisdom or the, the new awareness, but it's going to easily be deteriorated as you continue jam-packing new information and get to cleaning the house or get to going to work or get to this and going food shopping or fixing something. There's so many ways that we can distract ourselves and not allow for the full integration to happen down to that cellular level because we skip the beat and we do not enter the stillness or that state of rest.
1: Yeah, at bare minimum, we understand these things simply on an intellectual level and it doesn't go past that.
0: And sometimes not even intellectually, we think we do, we hear it and we're like, oh, that's good. And then that's as far as it goes in our mind. It's like, yeah, I heard this, I know it. And then onto the next thing, onto the next teaching without fully sitting and receiving the power that medicine had. I feel that there's so much medicine and in one medicine, you can sit with this medicine for years because of the different levels that you have to allow that medicine to flow through.
1: Yeah, yeah, literally, literally. (laughs) period, (laughs) you know, because it's really so profound, and I'm so grateful for it. Yeah,
0: same. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you enjoyed our show, please (laughs) leave a review. Actually, no, if you enjoyed the show, go rest. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's it
0: send don't it don't do someone. nothing
1: yeah. yeah if someone's like why haven't you answered me send them the podcast episode that's it yeah. let us and, speak
0: and if you know somebody who needs to invite more rest into their lives that may find this episode useful please share it with them so that we can spread the message
1: yeah and live in the world that we truly deserve to be living in amen Yeah, rest is our birthright, baby.
0: Yes. I know we have an episode, Rest to Receive. I want to listen back to it to see what that version of us was speaking on in terms of resting and receiving compared to the level of awareness that has entered.
1: Yeah, because that was during our first year. That's a very early on episode. So I want to know who these people were back then, you know, these people that we are. Yeah, and um, we also have affiliates that we really love and that have guided us to be where we are now that have supported the journey. You can check them out in the show notes and on our website, Baja Gold, um, all of them. That's the latest one that we um, got, that one in Lil's basement, which is where you can find um, crystal-infused polymer clay earrings and other adornments for your household yeah we're actually wearing um pairs from that beautiful company right now and um she also creates like incense holders like beautiful different pieces for your house that are one of a kind yes but
0: again go rest
1: yeah do that
0: (laughs) and then do everything else
1: yeah or don't you know or don't, don't you want. Yeah. <laughs> or just rest forever yeah uh, that's really the most no important but thing.
0: I do want to emphasize how once you start prioritizing the rest and it becomes your lifestyle you're able to flow throughout your day even if you do have a to-do list from a more grounded and centered place because you're replenished and then the things you engage in just continue fueling and adding to your cup as opposed to you struggling to complete something and it further depletes you.
1: Yeah, because what you end up doing throughout the day is in more alignment with your rested body instead of doing things out of obligation because you feel you have to or from that very chaotic standpoint in the mind that's not centered and providing the clearest guidance and what you should be occupying your time with.
0: Yeah. So, thank you for spending your time with us. We love you so much, and we will see you next time. We love you so much,
1: beautiful cosmic, spiritual, light-filled being that we all are, baby. Remember, let us remember. Praise be. Catch you next time.